your Bibles if you've got them this morning. Habakkuk chapter 2. We've made our way. This is our third week in the book of Habakkuk. And hopefully, so far, you have gotten a, uh, a small sense of what the book is like. I hope one of our prayers going through one of these minor prophets is that any time you ever hear a verse or a sermon or something about Habakkuk, you know exactly what the book's about. And oftentimes, these small minor prophets, we kind of push to the, to the back burner uh, because we feel like it's not really relevant for us today. But Habakkuk speaks more to our life today than, uh, than many things um, that, that we would turn to. The Bible is a, is a contemporary book. It speaks to every life today. But Habakkuk seems to be very personal uh, through so many things that we're going through today. Habakkuk chapter 2. We've been going verse by verse, taking a, a chunk of Scripture here and a chunk of Scripture there. Today I want us to camp out on one single verse uh, because it is full, full of truth. The Bible says in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4, Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. I want us to spend a few minutes this morning talking about your anchor in adversity. If you were here with us two weeks ago, we talked about the first part of Habakkuk and the, the title was, What in the World is Going On? And how Habakkuk is crying out to God, asking God, wanting to know why he is not judging sin. He looks around the nation of Israel that once used to be in revival, but no longer is. And he's asking, Lord, why don't you judge? Why don't you send revival? And he begins to pray. And he cries out to God, and God answers him. But God does not answer in the way that Habakkuk is praying. God says, I, I, I'm going to take care of the nation of Israel. In fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to raise up the Chaldeans. I'm going to raise up the Babylonians, a, a nation that does not even believe in God, a nation that does not even like Israel. I'm going to raise them up, and they're going to come in, and they're going to conquer the nation of Israel. Habakkuk cries out, Lord, what in, what in the world is going on? And then last week we talked about what, what, when, when God's plan involves adversity, and Habakkuk is trying to grasp Everything there is about God, and we learn that God is holy and He's eternal and He's sovereign and that He is just in everything that He does. But now God gives a one-sentence reason for all that He's doing. In fact, this is the uh, central verse out of the entire book of Habakkuk. In fact, it's one of the most central verses in all of the Old Testament. Because everybody in the Old Testament, nobody was saved in any time before or even today or hereafter except by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. They looked towards the cross. They were waiting for the Messiah. We look back to the cross. This verse is the central verse in all the, New, all the Old Testament. And even it's the most central verse in all of the New Testament. And that leads me to this verse right here is one of the most central verses in the entire Bible. The just the righteous shall live by His faith. In the middle of adversity, faith is your anchor. Every person in this room struggles with trials and with adversity and with uh, things in life that we don't understand. What keeps us going and our anchor in the middle of that is our faith. This verse is quoted three times in the New Testament. 
That ought to bring a light bulb in our eyes that Paul picked it up twice. One in Romans, one in Galatians, and then also the writer of Hebrews picked up this verse and saw fit to put it in his letter, in his writings in the New Testament. So this is a very, very important part of the Word of God for our life today. This one verse changed the Protestant Reformation. A man who lived by the name of Martin Luther changed his whole theology based on this one particular verse. He was in a, in a belief, in a, in a theology that was works-based, that was law-driven, and he, was, he, he hated the theology that he lived. In fact, this is a direct quote from Martin Luther. Before those words, the just shall live by his faith, broke upon my mind. He said, I hated God. He said, I was angry with Him. Because not content with frightening us sinners by the law and by the miseries of life, he still further increased our torture by the gospel. He said, but when the Spirit of God got a hold, he said, I understood those words, the just shall live by his faith. He said, I felt born again. I felt like a new man. I entered through the open doors into the very gospel and paradise of Almighty God. And it changed everything there is to know about what we know as the Protestant Reformation. Maybe you studied that back in your days of history. Habakkuk is trying to figure out what God is doing. And God gives him this answer saying, this is your anchor in the middle of adversity. So I want to break this verse down. And I want to make sure you understand and make sure I understand everything there is to know about this verse. If this is the, one of the most central passages in all the Bible, I pray we understand it. So the Bible says in the last part of verse number 4, he says, but the just shall live by his faith. I want us to take that word just. Who are the just? How do you become just? Another word, maybe your translation uses the word righteous. I know the Bible says in Romans 3 verse 10 that there is none righteous, no, not even one. So as the writers, God has given Habakkuk this answer. We learn from the context of the entire word of God that this is for nobody. Because nobody is righteous. Nobody is just in the sight of Almighty God. And ourselves, we're not righteous. We are sinners. And therefore, we are under God's just wrath and His condemnation. That brings us to understand what the word just means. Here's the point number one. Number one is this. And I'm going to use the word righteousness. Righteousness is God's gift to us by Jesus Christ. Righteousness is God's gift to you and to me and to the world by Jesus Christ. Now I want you to keep your finger in the book of Habakkuk and I want you to turn to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. We usually camp out on one passage of Scripture. But I want us to go around some other verses because I want to show you in the New Testament why Paul thought it was important to pull back an Old Testament quote and use it in his writings as he wrote to the church of Rome in the New Testament days. Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. 16 is familiar. Uh, how we are not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. The choir just sang that song a while ago, a few minutes ago. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. The Bible says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. 
for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For it is in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. As Paul is talking about the, how to not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus, he pulls out the, the revelation in the Old Testament passage, Habakkuk 2 verse 4, saying the just shall not, excuse me, the just shall live by faith. When you give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, He changes your, your condemnation into His righteousness. What does Paul say in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21? He who knew no sin, Jesus who knew no sin, became sin for us that we might be called what? The righteousness of God. So if Habakkuk 2.4 is for you and it's for me, we have to understand that the only people that are just or righteous are those who have accepted the free gift of God by Jesus Christ. That's how you become righteous. We cease trying to please God by our own efforts and instead we turn to Jesus for righteousness that is freely given. That's why we don't believe in a works-based salvation. Because the writer says here, God says it's the just shall live by His accomplishments. No, the just shall live by His works. No, the just shall live by His faith. And faith can only come through the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It means to stop trying to attain heaven by our own good works and instead receive what God has done through our Lord Jesus Christ. If you were with us on Wednesday night, we talked about that as we're going through the war room Bible study, how salvation is a free gift of God. No matter how good you are in the sight of God, we're still sinners and we need the righteousness of Almighty God. The foundation of our Christian life Listen to this, the foundation of our Christian life is not what we can do for God, but what God has done for us. Therefore, the entrance into life is not by working, but it's by receiving. It's not what you can do for God, but it's what God has already done for you. You can't do enough to please a holy and perfect God. So instead, we stop all that and we say, God, I, I choose not to try to work my way to heaven, but instead receive the free gift of Almighty God and become and be clothed in His righteousness. Then this verse is for you. The just shall live by His faith. I have a pen right here that I received from the Grenada Lions Club. Thank you, Brother Bill. Where's Brother Bill? Over there and some other members of our Lions Club. I love this pen. And this pen, if I, if I was just to hold it in my hand and, and, and drop it, it's going to fail every time. Because there is a law called the law of gravity. What comes up must come down. No matter how good that pen works, it's going to fall every time you drop it because of gravity. And that pen is going to stay there, falling, and on the ground unless something greater and a stronger power than gravity reaches down and picks it up. So I look at that pen and I realize that pen has failed. It, it fails gravity. The law of gravity says what comes up must come down. So there's something that is greater than gravity will reach down and pick up the pen. And although gravity still exists, there is something greater than gravity. And that's me reaching down and picking up this pen. 
The law of sin is what? Death. The law says that everybody who cannot follow the law ends up in death. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. The purpose of the law was to not try to work for it and to see how many we can keep. The purpose of the law was to point us to the Lord Jesus Christ. So we put our life into the law of Almighty God. Guess what? We fall. We fail every single time because we are sinners. We are imperfect. We do not have the ability to keep the perfect law of God. But something happens. There has to be someone greater than the law who will reach down and pick us up. And even though the law still says you deserve death, there's somebody greater that says, hey, I've overcome the law. I have fulfilled the law through the righteousness of Almighty God. That's why the writer says this in Psalm chapter 40. Listen to this passage. I will... uh, That's not Psalm chapter 40. Here it is. That's a good one. Psalm 18 is a good verse too. But Psalm 40 says, I waited patiently for the Lord and He inclined me and He heard my cry and He also brought me up out of a horrible pit. He picked me up and He set me on a rock. He established my steps. He put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it in fear and will trust in Almighty God. Take the free gift that Jesus Christ gives you. Stop trying to earn your way to heaven and work your way. Stop trying to have a hope so salvation. Instead, accept the free gift of Almighty God and become just and righteous in His eyes. Habakkuk says, as he's reading this, it's the just. So we know who they are. Many in this place, you, you, are, you are just today. You are righteous in the sight of God. So let's look at the second part of this. The just shall live by his faith. Now in the Hebrew language, the word faith is the second word. Life is at the end. So I want to take it that way. The just by his faith. So let's identify what faith is. If just and righteous comes through the free gift that Jesus Christ offers, here's number two. Faith is believing in Jesus Christ and acting on that belief. We may learn something this morning about faith. You go out in our society today, you go all the way through a, uh, one of our local stores or you go to your school, do you believe in God? 99% of the people are going to say, yeah. Yeah, I believe in God. Because to not believe in God would make you an atheist. And most people in our society do not want to identify themselves as an atheist. So you say, do you believe in God? Yes. So do all those that believe in God, are they going to heaven because they believe in God? No. That's not what faith is. In fact, the writer of Hebrews says faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You take that verse and you explain it even more. It means faith is believing in Jesus Christ, but it's acting on that belief. If you say you believe in Jesus, there must be a acting following that. Because that's what faith is. Faith is a verb. Y'all remember from your English days what verbs are? Verbs are something that has an action. It's an action verb. And faith is an action verb. It's something that you do. So the Bible says the just who are righteous in God's eyes, they shall live by what? By faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, follow along with me just for a second. I want you to turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 10. And I want to show you the second 
passage in the New Testament where this quote from Habakkuk is picked up. Hebrews chapter 10. And this will help us to identify more about the word faith. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38 and 39. Hebrews 10, 38 and 39. The Bible says, now the just, here we go, the just shall live by what? By faith. If anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in it. In other words, to continue on in life, you walk by what? By faith, not by sight. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. We don't just walk one day and decide, okay, I just want to quit. We walk by faith every day of our life. And then you go into verse number 1 of chapter 11, the definition of faith. And then what's the whole chapter of chapter 11 about? It's about faith. And it's not about just uh, uh, Abel and Enoch and Noah and Abraham and all of the great patriarchs of of the Old Testament. It's not just about them believing in faith. If you read chapter 11 of Hebrews, it says these, these, these individuals, they walked by faith and then they, do, they did something. They obeyed. They built an ark. They, they left their country. Their faith, they acted upon what they believed. And this is what separates so many people in society today. There's the just and the righteous, those that believe in the free gift of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you accept it by faith, but you have to act on that. See, just because you're here and you believe in God doesn't mean if Jesus comes back today, you're going to heaven. Hell is full of people that believe in God, including the leader of all hell, which is Satan himself. James says even the demons and the hell hell believe in God. Even Satan believes in God and they tremble at His name. So all those know hell is full of people that believe in Jesus. And what separated those in hell to those that are in heaven today or those that are on earth that are saved and born again, bought by His blood, is that they believed in Jesus by faith, but they acted upon that. What's the first thing God's going to do in your life to point you to the gospel of Christ? Is to convict you of your sin. And when that conviction comes on, you have an opportunity to respond and to act on what Christ is doing in your heart. So that is the righteous, that is the faith, by believing in faith. Hebrews is talking about not just giving your life to Christ, but totally committing your life to Christ. So when the Bible says in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4, the just by his faith. So Habakkuk is hearing this in the midst of a land that's fixing to be overrun by people who don't even believe in God. God's fixing to use the unrighteous to conquer the righteous. He says it's the just. Those who have accepted the free gift of Almighty God through salvation, it's the just who by their faith, not just believing in God, but acting upon that belief and walking by faith every day that are totally committed to God. It's those that shall live. Brings us to the third one. We live by faith every day of our life. But the just, by His faith, shall live. 
You know what Habakkuk was scared of? I'm going to die. These Chaldeans, these Babylonians, they're coming over here and they're, you saw the description in chapter 1, their cavalry and their horses and their weapons and their swords. We're all going to die. Israel is no more. Israel is, is, is going to be defeated because, of, because God in His, in His sovereignty and His righteousness wants to send these Chaldeans to come and to conquer us. And then, and then God gives us this, this, this classic verse, that the, 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 the just and the righteous by His faith, they shall live. It's not just when you give your life to Christ, but every day of your life. Hey, Habakkuk, you believe in God. And you are acting on that belief, so therefore you have the righteousness of God. It's that faith that you need to live every day of your life. Whether you're sitting in the temple worshiping Almighty God, or whether the Chaldeans are on the the border of Israel fixing to come in and conquer, you walk by faith. You know, in your life today, some of you you are on cloud nine because of what's happening in your life. And you're walking by faith and you're praising God. You had no trouble getting up this morning and you're excited to come and to worship the Lord and, and to be with friends and family. But then there's some of you that are, that are going through all, all heaven in your earth. God is sending you through the fire. God is sending you through trials. And He's doing all these things in your life trying to prepare you for the future. Wherever you're at in life, whether you're that person or whether you're the first person I described, you both have something in common and you live every day by your faith. Your faith does not change by circumstances. Your faith is centered and anchored in the blessing and the righteousness of Almighty God. So nothing in this world can change the fact that you get up tomorrow and you walk by faith no matter what happens in your life. Why? Because of the righteousness given by Christ and because of the faith that not only do you just just believe, but you act upon that every day. Look at Galatians' last verse, Galatians chapter 3. Now I want to show you the third passage in the New Testament where this is repeated. Galatians chapter 3. Down in verse 11. Galatians chapter 3 verse 11. Some of you have seen these verses in the New Testament but you never thought about that this was first mentioned in the book of Habakkuk. Galatians chapter 3, verse 11 says, No one is justified. In other words, no one is made just. No one is made righteous. No one is saved by the law in the sight of God is evident. Why? For the just shall live by faith. Why did Paul use that in the book of Galatians? He used it in Romans and the writer of Hebrews picked it up. He used that in the book of Galatians because the book of Galatians is one of the early New Testament letters that Paul wrote. Probably one of the first ones. And here you have this church, the church of Galatia, who has given their life to Jesus. They're trusting in Jesus. But now times have gone tough. Paul has left and times are, 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 are getting ex- extreme. And they're saying, yeah, I want to follow Jesus and I want to believe in Jesus. But I'm also hearing from this side that you've got to be circumcised and you've got to follow the law. and You've got to follow these feasts and these traditions and all of these lists of things that you have to do in order to be saved. And Paul said, no, it's not the law of God. The law of God does not save you. The law of God points you to a Savior whose name is Jesus. Why? Because the Bible Bible says the just shall live by his faith. 
And he's encouraging these, these Galatians to stick to your faith. Not to your works, not to your advancements trying to get to heaven, but to one thing that got you to heaven or gives you the hope of heaven, your anchor, and that is your faith. We live by faith every day of our life. How many times, Christian, has times gotten tough and you stepped away from your faith? How many times in your life over in the past has God tried to do things to make you better and instead you walked away from the faith? You cried out to God, God, why why did you do that in my life? Why did you do that for me? And yet God is saying, the just shall live by His faith. A doctor will take a knife and will put it over your skin during surgery. Blood will come out. At the same time, or the same way, a robber can take a knife and can put it on your skin, and blood can come out. Nearly the same scenario, the same thing happens. What's the difference between the two? It's the intent of why they're doing that. The doctor will take a, a, uh, a knife and put it over your skin. He's cutting you to, to fix something that is wrong and make you stronger. And the robber will take a knife and will cut you in order to break something and make you weak. Jesus sends us through adversity and will cut our life. In order to heal us and make us stronger. See, Jesus works totally different from the world. In order to be healed, you must first sometimes be cut. You must be broken. Satan, on the other hand, wants to steal and to kill and to destroy and to make you weak. If Habakkuk would just understand what God is trying to do was to cut into the nation of Israel and to fix what was broken so that he can make them stronger. And the only anchor in adversity is your faith in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. With every head bowed and every eye closed today, there may be some here today that, Brother John, I don't have that anchor. I believe in God, but I don't have that faith that you're talking about. I don't have that, that relationship with Jesus. I don't have that faith where, where I'm acting upon. And I believe today the Holy Spirit is speaking to my heart, asking me to respond to the Gospel of Jesus. And I don't know who you are, but you do. And I challenge you this morning, if God is speaking to your heart about salvation and putting your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, in just a minute, I, I want you to come. I'm going to be down here in the front. Our youth and children's minister, Brother Jeremy, is right here on this front row. Come talk to one of us and say, Brother John, I believe the Lord today is leading me to act upon my faith 
and to walk with Jesus and to give my life to Him. I need an anchor in adversity. For many of you today, you know the Lord Jesus. You remember a time in your life where you put your faith in Him and you're walking with Him. Today, you need that anchor more than anything else in this world. The winds of the world and the rain of the world is all falling down. You need an anchor, and that only anchor is the Lord Jesus Christ and your faith that you put in Him. Nothing else will work except living that faith that you have. Make sure you have it. Make sure you know today you've got that faith and that you've put your trust in Him today. If not, maybe this message was for you. For you to come and give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. There's other decisions you may need to make this morning. There may be guests who this is where you've called to, to join and to plug in to be a part of First Baptist Church. If it is, you come. However the Lord leads. Father, we ask today, God, that you would speak to our hearts. Lord, there are those all around this room today. God, that you're speaking to, Lord. For some, it may be for salvation. God, today you're leading them to put their faith and their trust in you. Not just believing in God, but acting upon what they are doing. That's trusting in Him. Lord, Lord, when that happens, God, You clothe them with Your righteousness. They become a child of God. Lord, I pray for that individual. Maybe there's more than one who needs to come. God, give them that courage to come. Give them the courage to come down today. Lord, there may be other decisions. Lord, may we respond to You with obedience and trust today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let's stand and sing. If God's laying on your heart to come, you come.